Welcome to Igniting the Fire Within, a limited series podcast presented by Wildfire Magazine and The Burn Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, April Stearns. Each week for the next year, you'll hear an essay from our book read by the author. Igniting the Fire Within is a collection of stories of healing, hope, and humor, offering an insider's view into today's young breast cancer community. We compiled 50 essays for people diagnosed in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. There is medicine for each of us in these stories, whether you've been personally diagnosed with cancer or not. Wildfire stories in general, but especially the ones you'll hear from Igniting the Fire Within, are stories of transformation. Our storytellers experienced a shift in perspective as a result of something that happened to them. And the cancer diagnosis was not the thing that happened, or it wasn't the only thing. The cancer diagnosis was merely the catalyst for later changes that led our writers to understand deep truths about the world. Each one of them learned lessons that showed them what it is to live, not just survive, in the glare of cancer. We believe deeply that the stories that change us aren't so much about what happened as they are about what came next. And hearing those stories, true stories of transformation, that's what ignites the fire within each of us. A listener note before we dive in, cancer is a salty business and sometimes talking about it and the aftermath requires salty language. Listener discretion is advised. Today, I have the honor of reading on behalf of Amy Schnitzler. Amy passed away from metastatic breast cancer before we had a chance to record together. Amy was diagnosed at 26 with invasive ductal carcinoma that was de novo stage 4 hormone positive. The essay I'm reading you today is called Living in the In-Between. I walk down the hill to the pond alone. The lush green grass tickles my bare feet. Pine needle or two poke through to the middle of my arches, the sting reminiscent of the time I stepped on a yellow jacket. I was five then. I'm 29 now, and I still remember. I sit cross-legged on the slightly damp and fringy blanket of grass to find a moment or two of peace and inner quiet, my perpetual pursuit as of late. I turn my head from side to side, hoping to find release in the form of a pop in my neck a terrible habit I have no interest in breaking. Behind me, my path is still visible in the vague imprints from my feet, grass laying low in submission. I wonder if the grass is as bothered by my current weight as I am. Goldenrod, broxy cattail, and purple flowers blend like stripling in a painting. If this were a painting, what would it be about, I wonder? I tilt my head down to my right to see if I can coax just a click or two more out of my neck. The glint of something small catches my eye, and I squint in the sunlight to focus on it. A tiny pearl? I quickly touch my ears to see which earrings I'm wearing. Aquamarine. Phew. No, not a pearl, but a perfectly round drop of dew nestled gently inside the palm of a clover leaf. Not two inches away, Several brilliant, shimmering beads line a single blade of grass. The desire to touch one, to hold one in my hand, is present, despite knowing that I would wreck it all. I behold. I think about other things we humans destroy with our grubby hands, how we always want more, 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 how I am always wanting more. More dessert, more wine, 
but mostly more time, as if it has already been stolen from me. According to statistics, 30 would be just short of a miracle. I'm learning to live in this state of in-betweens, of squeezing all I can out of moments like the juice of a lemon, both sweet and bitterly stinging. I am learning to die, too. The honk of a single pissed-off-sounding goose interrupts my melancholy musings, and I realize my eyes had been fixed on the water in a daze. My body so completely still, apart from my breath, my mind a violent hurricane. I am grateful to this angry goose alarm for saving me from the wreckage. I breathe in through my nose and exhale through my nose. Sounds of the ocean created by the constriction of my throat. A closed-mouthed, drawn-out huff like the sounds I used to get scolded for making as a kid when I used to do anything I didn't want to do. Today, I still feel like a petulant child, a scared little girl longing for someone to take the wheel of this ship and steer across these murky and turbulent waters to safety. To the other side, is there any other side to metastatic cancer that is not death? Like an electric blue string attached to the heavens, A dragonfly zips past my face. I follow it with my eyes as it zigzags, hovers, and bounces in a syncopated sort of rhythm. It's sharp movements, like a visual himalaya, and I am reminded that no path is linear. Not the dragonflies, not the one I made to the pond, nor my path to healing, which has simply become my path. How strange, this dichotomous separation between then and now in my mind like the Wizard of Oz movie, from black and white to color? Or would my life story be more like color to black and white? Has cancer taken beauty from my life? Beauty. My mind drifts to my physical self, what I used to look like. That former self cannot be found in the mirror today. Today, I am just shy of 30 pounds heavier than my former life's heaviest weight. I am scarred. My hair is a different color, My breasts have been replaced by foreign objects that feel like the Haribo gummy bears I used to love. My eyes droop now, probably from stress or aging or both. My eyebrows are patchy and uneven since my oncologist became my hairdresser. Damaged goods comes to mind in moments when I feel particularly sorry for myself. I do miss the ignorance of my former life. I also miss simply pulling out my debit card and praying there's enough money for gas. This still happens today, but I've never been great with money. But it's often coupled with the sobering acknowledgement as my hands graze over the raised bumps on the plastic that I may expire before 4 21, the expiration date on the card. I miss the petty concerns that weren't really petty because they were real to me then. I miss them all. And yet I don't. I have no idea what life was then. I still don't know, but I am aware of my uncertainty today. I was not before. I had great expectations from myself from this life. Today, expectation comes from trepidation and wariness, with the knowledge that the ground could disappear from beneath me at any moment. A deer fly bites me on the left arm, and I swat reflexively too late. There is nothing like the sharp sting of pain in this life to nail you to the present moment. Thank you so much, Amy. I'm April Stearns, and you've been listening to Igniting the Fire Within, a limited series podcast by Wildfire Magazine and The Burn. 
Check us out at wildfirecommunity.org to order your copy of the book so you can read along each week. You'll also find our magazine and storytelling workshops there. Big thanks to our producer, Bill Smith of Shoe Production and our production assistant, Monica Haro. Make sure you're subscribed to this podcast. If you like what you hear, tell your best friend, tell your mom, tell your oncologist. I mean, really, tell everyone you know. Or head into your podcast app and leave us a starred review to help others find their way to igniting their own fire within. Fire within.